Who are we? Nobodies. Speak for yourself. Okay. We're Canadian filmmakers with the dream of surviving financially on the backs of our films. Welcome to our show where we bring people along on our film journey. Maybe we can learn a thing or two. Maybe we can teach people a thing or two while drinking beers. I mean, if you can't drink beers while filmmaking, what's the point? We are Fable Forest Films, failing our way to success. Welcome to Jurassic Park. I mean, our show. First frames first. Welcome to episode Tresenichentich. That's 39. My name is Adrian, and I am one of your hosts for today. Hello. So, prior to the show. Prior means after? Prior means before. Okay, prior to the show. Prior to the show, we... So, right after the show. We sat outside and we smoked a particularly large cigar. Oh, man. Like, literally the, the, the most massive cigar I've ever smoked in my entire life. And drank Green Spot. Uh, if you recall from a bunch of episodes ago, uh, we were saving it for a special occasion. We have... It's a special occasion. No, no, hold on. Oh, yeah, he doesn't matter. We have... We have submitted the final versions of the Art of Eight Limbs to Bell. So, uh, there you have it. We've we've completed a project. Welcome to First Frames First. Uh, I'm your other host, Jason Green. We do have a special episode today. We do have a very special episode. We have a young man here. The youngest guest we've ever had on the show. The youngest. Um, this is my son, Connor. Say hello to everyone. Hello. Amazing. I know. He's a real natural. Yes. This, this Look is at him shine like a star. This. It's okay. You know what? Here's the thing. We're not great at it either. So, uh, 39 episodes in, we're still idiots. Yeah. So, uh, uh, welcome. Thanks, Connor, for joining our show today. We, we have a specific reason why we brought him on. Yeah. Um, why is that? Do you feel comfortable right now? Absolutely not. Good. Good. I like that. How about now? <laughs> <laughs> Easy. Like, you won't let me touch his leg. <laughs> I mean, Connor. I'm, yeah. Connor, let me touch your leg. I'm the host of the show. There's certain privileges that come with oh, being yeah. the host of a show, a successful <laughs> YouTube show. I mean, it's huge. We're huge in Japan. Amazing. I know. So, today, we are going to be talking to Connor about his desire to go to film school. Yes. He wants to uh, take film to another level. I'd like to, I'd like to, like to hear from him yeah. a little bit about kind of what he's thinking, what, uh, what got you into this sort of uh, zone. I mean, I assume Did your dad force you to do this? Did he say, do let's, this or I will not love you? Let's anymore? jump right into it. Absolutely not. There might be a little underlying, maybe. Maybe just a little Don't bit. Don't know. Like, maybe like a little that. bit. I'm cool with that. <laughs> you know. Um, Connor, um, how old are you, first of all? 
tell our guests? I am 15 years old. So just finished grade nine. Yes. And um, you you've been I I, I want to say uh, that before you get into speaking, um, I've always kind of known that you are going to just do something kind of creative. Um, you know, everybody, every parent has their, you know, their kids draw pictures and all that kind of stuff. But like from, I want to say six years old, seven or so, you were actually creating full blown out stories. Um, and some of them are hilarious. Um, you used to do Sonic the Hedgehog stories. I don't know if you remember Sonic and the Bloodening. Um, yeah, yeah. I I <laughs> yeah. feel like that I was feel a like, proud moment for Dad. Oh, so amazing! Blood falling from the ceiling, ghosts. It was it was good stuff. I don't know if I can still. Only six fall. years old. I don't know if I can still. And blood hunt falling it down. from the ceiling at six. I don't know what was going on. So listen, so listen. I probably shouldn't have let him watch Game of Thrones at six years old. At six years old? No, no. I think when did you first watch Game of Thrones last year? Uh. After it was like the summer of grade eight, eight I yeah. Think. So like just before season seven came. I'm not, one could argue either way mm-hmm. about my parenting skills. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, Certainly, mm-hmm. Um, I started. Well, let's with, talk about that. Sure, I started. I started. Is reading, your dad a dick? No. <laughs> So sometimes. Convincing. sometimes so convincing sometimes it's okay you can, you can... <laughs> i know you can't say anything about the person who holds your allowance he's right there yeah, like right next to me i mean come on i have to go and can get, you get a... us a minute yeah sure <laughs> um you know what i read i started reading uh the gunslinger when i was 12 years old somebody bought it for me and i think that i gave connor the gunslinger maybe when you were 11 or 12 yeah, I'm not sure. Because I read, I read, I think uh, Gunslinger came after Cujo, and I read Cujo what? in grade five. Yeah, you read Cujo in grade five. Yeah, so, so slamming the Stephen King early. Yeah, yeah, he he was he was an early starter with novels that were probably more certainly more adult than mm-hmm. his classmates. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean, like, Cujo has a scene where the guy jizzes on his divorced wife's bed after That's, trashing the place. That is so, great parenting. Grade great. five. Here's the thing. No. He doesn't know what that means. No, not yet anyway. But someday. I He's know, holding someday. it in the back of his mind. Yeah, he'll be like, ah, then I'll, re- then I'll then really like, will know what ah. jizz is. I mean, like, I kind of ah, got the idea. That's jizz. <laughs> <laughs> How uncomfortable can we make this show? It's going to be amazing. We're going to go all the way. <laughs> yep. So, yeah, I think what I... I think from early on, I did uh, start to mold a mini-me. I think Connor has a lot of my... And I've been your playing... Your aspirations uh, and I think dreams. you and I have been playing Fallout 3 together since I was like seven, right? Right. So, basically now, what, what I... Happens, basically, so, I didn't excuse, have any friends. Excuse my ignorance, sure. but what happens in Fallout... What is Fallout 3... And like I, I know it's, it's Lot, sh- first-person shooter. It is well. I don't know about yeah, first-person. It's, it's a first-person shooter. It's like, yeah, it's like uh, it's like a um, post-apocalyptic 
first-person shooter with uh, role-playing, stuff like that. It's kind of cool. Okay. Very um, cool. But lots of blood, lots of... Um, lots of swear swearing, words. lots of uh, not stuff, prostitutes not, and all like there were slavers. You like you had the option yeah. to like s- enslave people. It was mm, kind of cool, intriguing. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. So lo- definitely adult. Yeah. Themed. So yeah. basically, I needed like, years a old. buddy. Um, so I had him. <laughs> so you had um, a kid. I always, you know, now I've always got. I'm like, let's watch, you know, the worst. You know, let's watch Terminator and let's watch whatever. No, um, Grandpa let Grandpa. me watch Terminator. He was like, wow, these seem cool. And it's like three R-rated movies with like boobies in all of them in a row for like some pretty young kids. That's Lexington pretty cool. was with us too. Yeah, and Lex was two years younger, so... So we started. He has him, been. We started him early. He's been. Yeah. He's been two years younger from. For like a long for a time while, now. Right? The yeah. whole time. Yeah. Like almost his whole life. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's cool. That's yeah. funny. So. Decades. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, so uh, Connor has a lot of uh, good sense of humor. Um, you know, from early on, started making hilarious comics and stories and things like that. And then, you know, he for a while he. Um, he even was like, I want to uh, put all of my content online. I want to have an online persona, right? And um, and so he invented what was your what was your persona name? Because because at the time we were like, well, we don't want to we don't want to be Connor Green. To be Connor Green, the eleven yeah. year old, whatever. You're if you're yeah. gonna put your stuff online on a WordPress site. Um, you know, we should probably name it something else. Yeah. And, uh, do you remember what you called yourself, um, for a bunch of years of your life? Uh, what was your, kind what was your of, pseudonym? Your kind your of Richard like, Bachman. Kind of like based on Alfred Hitchcock is like, um, Dick Dickerson. So, Yeah. All of Connor's stuff said Dick Dickerson presents. Yeah, and uh, still does. Still does. Yeah, on a lot of my things. That reminds me. That is cool. Go to DickDickersonPresents.com uh, and you can see some of his art and some some of his early stuff. It's pretty cool. amazing. You haven't posted on there in ages. <laughs> Not so since all, like January of like two years ago. Yeah. So a lot of it is his I old, just... old art and old stories That's and awesome. things like that. But um, I'll, I'll never forget. I. When did you write that story about the assassins? Was that a couple of years ago? That was for grade eight. Was it grade eight? Yeah. Do you remember the opening line? You did. Oh, did I not? Did I not tell you that ever? It might be like a little disappointing, but that was like a writing prompt. Yeah. yeah. Oh, that. That oh. was like a writing prompt. The whole story was based <laughs> on that, and that's what you've been. Your dad is so sad right now. You're dead to me. <laughs> <laughs> the line. So, the line was. So um, wait. Let me just just say... The first line was not the best thing. Apparently. Yes, I have been... I have always thought that you wrote the first line. And I was like, this line is so genius for my, you know, 10-year-old or whatever. Um, And then he he wrote this great assassin story. But do you remember the first line? The first line was... um, If you give me a name, I can kill them. Something like or that. something like that, and then if I know your name, I can find you and I can kill you, or something yeah. like that. Boom. I was and like, then, "Oh, this is so good!" And then the uh, the person giving the name is like, "But my dear, what if you don't want the name, or something like that?" Or yeah. Anyways, yeah, it was like, 
great stuff. And uh, now I'm so disappointed. That's fine. So sad. I'm holding your allowance. Crying crying to your scotch. Yeah, I will. I will do that. Um, So welcome to the show. And and like I said, um, you know, for for years he's been writing and creating and drawing and you know you 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 um you, i remember he used to spend so much time creating like he would you know some kids would just draw something quick but he would i, I the the bioshock picture yeah, yeah. i spent like two me. months like off he spent and on. two months making a piece of art on an eight by ten Wow. sheet of paper I mean, like commitment i mean like off and on like maybe half an hour every other day yeah right for but, two but months again coming back out. to it continuing to work on it and uh you you really got into bioshock for a while yeah um i think so we have pretty awesome bioshock yeah we have all three of them right yeah oh yeah yeah so I've, i think i've beaten all three what's what's great is you know you 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 make a little child and then they start to grow up, and you get to introduce them to all the cool things, all the video games that you love. You know, we used to sit around playing, you know, we got an Xbox back here that has all the old mods for the Nintendo games and the Super Nintendo and all that kind of stuff. So you get to play all these old school things that you grew up with, and they get to to, to see it for the first time. So I mean, like, I'm playing Warcraft 2 upstairs right now. Right? So, wow. So all the old movies that That's you used awesome. to love, and finally you're like, oh man, we should definitely watch Demolition Man, or yeah, yeah. you know, <laughs> Bloodsport, and whatever, and all the stupid yeah. stuff that you love, right? And uh, it's so funny, too, because then, you know, uh, uh, your kid will start to find things on their own. Mm-hmm. Uh, so one day he came to me, he was like, have you ever heard of Ramstein? I was like, yes, this is amazing, <laughs> this is great, you know? He's like, it's so great. I'm like, sweet. So, anyways, um, you know... Uh, you have to like, say Ramstein. No, I don't. Yeah. Sure. Okay. okay. Uh, Connor? Perform for us some Ramstein. Okay, dance. Ramstein, no. man. Okay. He, now, he... Thank you. He has gotten shy over the years. Yes. Um, and this is the age. Yes. This is sure. the shy age. For sure. Uh, he was in Bickerman's Grove, if uh, if anybody's seen it. Uh, he was the uh, the boy who kills his mother by accident. Genius. Yep. I loved it. He's got a great line. Sorry, Mom. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, yeah. So, anyways. Um, always wanted to foster, you know, creativity. Um, wanted him to, I, you know, I used to want to give him writing assignments. Like, I would give you... I still, I'll give you $10 if you finish reading a novel or whatever. Mm-hmm. So, you know, in, in addition to That's like cool. chores and stuff, um, read a book, get some money, write short stories, get some money. Uh, you know, Very over cool. time, uh, you've kind of slowed down. Mm-hmm. I think it could have something to do with girls. It's hard to say for sure. Right. Um, but you know, do you have a girlfriend? Yes. <gasps> Hit. Do you know that our show is his girlfriend's favorite podcast of all time? Get out of here. I'm telling you. She's seen well, it. she's a keeper. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. You don't let that right? one <laughs> Don't be embarrassed. Don't be embarrassed. Have you kissed her on the lips yet? <gasps> he witnessed it. What? Did. In the car. You did? In front of your so head? I gave him shit one day. I was like, look. Just. I'm like, 
I'm not your fucking taxi driver. Where I'm no. where I'm driving and you're in the back smooching. I'm like, that is unacceptable. That was to me. one time. Yes. No, I mean like it only like one kiss oh, in the back. Fair enough. One but time. I put a stop to that. I was yes. like I was like, look, I'm but, not driving you around so you can smooch in the back of my car while I'm driving you places. That's ridiculous. Okay. I mean there's one time before that, it was like um rocking on Anna and I were walking home and we had a walking her home. Okay. And uh you and mom and Lexington were in the back of the car. Okay. And uh, we needed to go someplace. You couldn't wait for me to get back home. So, uh, yes. you came zooming by and you s- put your foot on the brake. And as I'm like giving Anna like one like little goodbye, you're like, yes! <laughs> and <laughs> Is that how I sound? Okay. Well, I don't know. I don't know. I can't you. hear my own voice. Yeah, fair enough. So, like, I mean, like, mom, like, hit you. It was kind of funny. Like, Anna and I we both saw you, like, pump your fist. It was awesome. <laughs> <laughs> That's my boy getting his groove on with his face. He was giving her the last goodbye. Yeah, the big the amazing big tonsil hockey. Oh. <laughs> so, what are, what are some of your... Do you have some early memories of... Now, you... You've mentioned to me that you would like to go to film school. I'd like to talk about that a little yes. bit. Um, but I've kind of talked about, you know, you doing some of your art projects and, and writing and stuff like that. What kind of got you in, where do your kind of ideas come from? Where do you, uh, why do you do it? Um, any, anything to kind of um, uh, bring up where you can remember some early memories of, of just kind of wanting to be creative in general. I don't have any memories. Mm-hmm. I mean, like, At I don't... Of n- anything. None. The furthest I can remember is, like, this morning. That's it. Is it because you're on the drugs? All of them. Fair enough. All of the drugs. I had an Advil and two leave oh. two days ago. Heart, the hard stuff. Yeah. <laughs> Amazing. What, um, uh, what was that for? A headache. Okay. Mm. I mean, like, likely story. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um. But I've. Is it supposed to be pointing down the microphone? Mm-mm. What a jerk! Just wondering. A little technical. Hopefully, you can hear him. Yeah, so, um, there we go. Perfect. Speak away, young man. Tell us. Tell us more. Uh, so I think when I first, please refresh me on the question. Sure. One of the, one of the three questions that you had. No. Okay. Okay, good. One of the three questions that you had. That's good. Yeah, so, you know. Where does your creative, where does, where does your creative, creativity come from? I think. Like, when you come up with a story. What is the what is the blossom of that story? The seed. I don't really know. It's just like I start typing and then things start to like link together and like that whole assassin story was just like, hmm, maybe it would be cool if these assassin people were were they named after the the Greek goddesses or the Greek gods? Maybe. Or I think cuz um at the end of the at the end of it it was like 
Hades is coming or whatever, right? Or like oh, Ares yeah. or whatever. Uh-huh. So uh-huh. I was, it was just like little cool ideas that maybe I could like come together and like I whenever I started writing that that story, yeah, it wasn't it wasn't even like oh maybe there will be like this whole corporation. It was like I just started writing the scene, and I um, it was like okay maybe we should give it to the brothers and then I, that was like a thing that kind of started happening in the back of my head and um at the end they didn't even become a huge part of the story but it was like okay there's a huge there's this part of this corporation is the family and the family of people named after gods um and th- yeah, this was, was like, like this was like a group of female assassins. It was kind of cool. Yeah, like the sisterhood. Then there's the brotherhood, and then there's like the and then like Zeus and uh, Athena. I think were like the two main heads who mm-hmm. kept control over the two families, and they were these. Um, they were to control. Um, this was like hired, commissioned assassins that this um company would have put on like the black market or whatever and um it was kind of cool yeah they had so eventually what happened what happened what had to happen was they uh one of the assassins had they commissioned to have one of their uh sisters uh, killed Mm -hmm. and that was really hard for the um the, the other the ones. main the main character the main character yeah. to deal with how long ago it, how long ago did you write this two years like, yeah grade years? yeah grade eight like uh finishing grade eight mm-hmm. so like it was kind of cool but like it was really just kind of snowballing mm-hmm. i don't really i don't really know where my ideas come from you you don't really you don't really make a plan yet you no. just kind of type i mean away. like lately it's kind of it's kind of like i need to plan things out because mm-hmm. i don't I'm not really great at just sitting down and writing. No, I don't really know what's up. Hmm. And so, well, I think I think that you you need to practice. You just need to write more. Mm-hmm. Um, but he moved on from from um, writing and and drawing, and then you you kind of did get into filmmaking a little bit as yeah, well. Yeah, a lot actually. I mean, like I think we've done four movies that are like fifteen minutes long, almost each. What? How, how many viewers has your most popular YouTube that one, video got? Before it got privatized. I'm just telling. I'm just mentioning. I'm just. I'm asking because uh, <laughs> it has more we've views. Been je- <laughs> we've been jealous of the YouTube success of this idiot. Uh, wow. Which is uh, which is great. Now, can you tell us first of all what? Yeah, what was it? And just give us like uh, the title. If you can remember. Um, so the film was called Hell's Chicken. It was a parody. It was a really terrible parody of Hell's, Chick- uh, Hell's Kitchen. Um, and it kind of, with my friend Armin and I, and um, it had been brewing in our heads because we had to do it for a um, French project in grade eight. Yeah. And so that was when we had made our, th- I think it was three short films. Mm-hmm. And um, this was going to be our, th- our third. And we were excited. We were on a roll. We were just making films and having fun with it. And uh, Hell's Chicken kind of, it was, yeah. It kind of just 
came out of us like we spewed it out onto a few pages and then we filmed it in like three days we spent hours and hours and hours and Armin edited it all together it was amazing how many uh, views does it have yeah uh, before we had to privatize it it had upwards of a thousand five hundred views it's cool <laughs> Very cool. It was very silly. It was all over really country, funny. All over the, the world. Yes. It was awesome. And uh, so, and then you, most recently you did another one called uh, Small um, Crimes? No. Oh, that was... Small Time Heroes? Small Time Heroes. We did a trailer for that, but I started to write a script for it, and the script got to be about 40 or 50 pages. Huh. That's pretty good. Yeah, but it was, it was, it was terrible. Like, it was so bad. The dialogue was crap. I wanted to go back and rewrite it. I actually tried to a little while ago, but I, I don't know. It I kind of stopped. I, I was very proud should. of your trailer. I thought it was really good. I, well, I mean, like he we did, we uh, didn't have enough time to finish it, and you had to kind of like take over. I know, but <laughs> I, I did have to help. Can you spell sometimes, controlling father? Sometimes, yeah. <laughs> sometimes a parent has to help their kid get their homework done on time. Yeah. yeah, we had to get it done like the in like uh, three days, and we didn't. I think did we film it all in in like an afternoon? And then we, I think I, you and me stayed up at, like to late hours mm -hmm. trying to get like black eyes on on uh, Ping. Yeah, we doing was, some doing some we, compositing we like, and all that. Some compositing and oh, oh. Uh, and then afterwards, so that was, it was the, so was... bad though. It was the trailer was so bad. It was like yeah, but, it was but, so but the bad. thing is, is bad short films is what you got to do, yeah. right? And like and then and then you had one more. Uh, we did one this year for a French project called Happiness Than Sadness, and I did all the editing myself. Yeah, it was amazing. I loved it. And then with the he had lightning bolts, lightning bolts. It was really crappy. I had to do it. It was like it was like four or five in the morning. Mm -hmm. I was I went all the way through the night. I didn't sleep because um, it was due the next day. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So oh, and I we, know. And you I leave. know the story. <laughs> been so, there <laughs> this is so, kind of the mo so this is the, what i'm saying is and 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 how did you do your how did you do your lightning bolts and effects and stuff oh it was like there was this there was this pack of things on the uh on the on the web and it was just like hey just drag and drop it's not that simple um so i ended up having to make my own <laughs> which took hours and hours and then you had to make each individual one and then layer them on top of each other because i'm not as good as at um, after effects and premiere as you so like right <laughs> yes <laughs> but i had to like everything everything was like a different layer and each lightning bolt in order to come out and like be i had to draw them each individual one oh, without wow. like a reference so like you had to be like okay this the picture over here it looks like it would be this spot on the screen. Sorry, sorry. It looks like it would be this spot on the screen, and when you put it over onto the um, over on the screen, it'll the lightning bolt will be coming down here, but the line you drew is like over here, so like it's it was so crappy, but I was happy with it. I was I was very proud of him yeah. because because again, it's it was being a filmmaker, right? He he did all he did all the the filming, and and yes, it was a pain and. And, uh, you know, 
I did give some advice for planning and all that kind of stuff. And, you know, they had big ideas for big sets and stuff like that. And we tried to pare it down a little bit. And I tried to help a little bit. But at the end of the day, he had all the footage and cut it all himself and spent uh, spent uh, hours and hours. And it was... Uh, Lots of hours. It's the thing. That's, and that's you filmmaking, got, you man. Got to, yeah, I mean, you got to put the hours in, man. People... It's shocking the number of hours that you will spend doing something. And then at the end of the day, what do you got to do? Got to be done. Yeah, get you got to be done. And get it out, out the door. Right? Like, yeah. Yeah. Like, I remember there was one particular shot in Bickerman's Grove that no one would even notice. It's just a guy walking in the door. But behind him, you could tell that it wasn't the house that we had shot at, right? Right. So, rotoscope him out, the guy walking in the door. And then play, put the background in that, you know, that makes it look like it's feasibly where he should be. Yeah. And, you, and you you spent so much time, like, even fixing the door frame and all that kind yeah, of stuff. Yeah, yeah. Oh. Like, the amount of time, is, it's ridiculous. And I remember because I would do it for a whole day. I'd be doing that one shot, that one effect on it, and it wouldn't be right. And this is the thing with effects that people, like, that I've come to learn is that you do it, you do it, you do it, and sometimes you're like, okay, well, that's crap, so I got to start again. Yeah, it's better just to start again. Right. Start from the beginning and do it again, and this time you, and then that time, now you're going to be even more meticulous than you were before. Right. And then eventually you get something that's workable, but it is hours and hours and hours. Yeah. You just give your life. You give your life. That's why when you make a movie, you are you're shaving off pieces of your soul and you're leaving it back there. I honestly believe that. For sure. Some tears, some, yeah, brain, some totally. brain power. It's a piece. It's a piece of you. It's a piece of you that you are leaving behind. Whatever you're doing, because those hours you're sacrificing for this thing, for this project. But I'll tell you, sometimes you sit in a theater and you listen to people laugh at the thing that you did, and man, does that totally. make your heart grow like totally. eight sizes. It's the best. Right when people watch your thing and and they're like, "Yeah, that was amazing." You're like, yeah. "Oh my god!" Yeah, that, yeah, that was that was. That was what was interesting about um about all of our films. Right. We got to, most of them were school projects. Yeah. So Lettuce Lords, the first one that we did was about fifteen minutes long, almost no. It was probably almost twenty minutes long. And it's long. that we spent like days filming that. But you learn you learn to like bring it rain it in. Rain it in a yeah. touch. Let me tell you let I, me tell you about your dad's producing style. He's like, okay, cool. He, he You've got it done. Let's cut it down by seven minutes. It's only eight minutes long. Yeah. Let's <laughs> cut it down. <laughs> short was, you short know is what? better. <laughs> sometimes, sometimes it is. Sometimes it's not. Not. And and I'm I am also growing, but yeah. but I think that um, when we did the postman stuff, mm-hmm. everything having to be a minute, mm-hmm. kind of. It was interesting. It was an interesting yeah. um, bit of business because you've got so much stuff and you're like, you need to, cr- you still want to tell the right story. You want everything to be proper. Yeah. But you got to, and when you, w- frames count. When, when you do the initial edit and it ends up being two and a half minutes and you turn to each other and you say, there is no ways we're going to fit this into a minute. And somehow you manage to shave the frames. Now, I do think that the Postman trailer, the perfect amount of time for people to like take it in really Another would probably seconds, be 30 eh? a minute 30 but like you can tell the story you need to tell in a minute yeah if you're it's, really it's quick it's a fun right? exercise it is I fun think, yeah 
when you're making your own thing, you, you don't, and even with the art of eight limbs, this is really interesting, but like when we pitched it to Bell, we said, we're going to make 12 minute episodes mm-hmm. and, uh, you guys are going to see it. Most of them are 15 minute. Uh, I 15 think the smallest to 20. is, is yeah. 15 yeah. and, uh, the longest might be 25 episode five. Yeah. 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 Right. So, 24. I mean, we, because, and could we have shaved it? I guess, but what, what happened was we didn't have to. So no. then we, we were able to tell more of the story and, and the characters really came through. And, and if, uh, if you sit and watch it and the pacing is good, then there's no reason to shave it. Right. If you sit there and you feel that it's lagging, shave the crap out of it. Mm-hmm. Rain it in. Shorten it. Don't, so, don't bore people. Yeah. If, if, there, if there is a moment where you're, like, where you're like, oh, I wish this was moving faster, then you need to recut and you need to make it faster. For yeah. sure. Yeah. But yeah. anyways, all, all around about way of saying from early on art like drawing art then uh stories now some visual storytelling um i've always just enjoyed watching makes my ego swell um so thank you for that um you know keep going but what makes you have you thought about anything other than um film school as far as like you know you're in high school you're learning about all the different subjects and things like Careers. that. Careers. Like a lot of, you know, a lot of people, they don't go film school. Um, uh, you know, is there anything else as well that, that jumps out at you where you're like, I like these types of things? Because it's really, I think it's really only been the last maybe year or so that you've been talking about film school. Yeah. I just think it would be more, film school would be more like useful for me. It would be like, and maybe not necessarily specifically film school but like laurier has a has a course with the vancouver film school mm-hmm. that's it's like um yeah it's like a course with the vancouver and they work together and it's like basic it's simplified or whatever and um it's just that one course plus you get to take your your other courses right whereas if you if i went to the film school in vancouver specifically mm-hmm. I wouldn't get all this this extra education. Mm. So like the university education side of things. Yeah. Interesting. Amazing. And plus, it's like super expensive, isn't it? Oh, totally, totally. I mean, university. You told me, right? University is going to be expensive no matter what. Yeah, yeah. But but like, if you're living if you're living in Vancouver and going to it is expensive for sure. Mm. Now, what 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 was the point at which you were like, you know what? I think I want to go to film school. What do you? Was there a point? Was there a moment? where you decided that this would be the career for you? Well, it's, I don't really necessarily look at it as a career. It's more like, Mm -hmm. this is me, maybe in the future, the far, far, far future, maybe making a little, a little cash with, while also having fun with my friends. Mm -hmm. Totally. Because like, we, Yes, that yeah, is the dream. Right? That is totally the dream. Yeah. And that's um, Kevin Smith said that he actually quit film school because it was teaching him that having fun with friends isn't necessarily the way to go, right? Yeah. Nice. Well, I mean, I think I think that um, I think Kevin Smith didn't really he wasn't getting out of film school what he was hoping for. Right. I think mm-hmm. I think he gave his own he, he had his own film school by watching films all his life. He yeah. knew what he wanted to do. And I think that and, and you can you now you went to film school. 
Yeah, I went to university. Yeah. So not a traditional film school, but okay. like, but university and uh, similar to the, probably the thing that you're looking at doing. And um, yeah, film yeah. analysis, film theory, and then uh, focusing on film production, that kind of thing. Yeah. Now, yeah, I think I think Kevin Smith, who, and Connor likes him too, he's watched his, mm-hmm. you know, evening with Kevin Smiths and all that kind of stuff. And, and I, I think that he knew what he wanted to do. He knew the kind of movies that he wanted to make. And I think that... He just wanted to go and make those movies, right? Yeah. Um, I think that it depends on what you kind of want to do, you know? Like, I, I think... 100%. If you want to be the guy that learns how lenses work, then you need to focus in a certain way. Like, if, if you're really interested in yeah. in the technical aspect yeah. of filmmaking... There, there is a, there's a lot of... Because there's a lot of careers within the film industry, mm. right? There's a lot... And there's a lot of careers in the film industry that you don't need to go to university or you don't need to go to college. You don't right. need to go to film school. Actually, the best thing that you can do is get onto a film set. That would be the best thing. And just go to work. And just go to work. Because I will tell you that I learned more about actual, like the actual function of a film set on, in one day on a film set than I did the whole time I was at university. Like the whole time I was at university, you're studying theory. You're learning about why someone would do something you know what are the implications of this sort of symbolism in the film you know what i mean like it, what what drives a character yes what? this kind of thing you, you you really are very in in your head in the headspace right and this is important if you want to be a director but if you want to be a cine, cinematographer that stuff's also important but you know what will really help you going and working for a cinematographer right you know, watching a cinematographer light a scene and you're like, oh, I get it. And it, you, you're just watching them work, right? You're just standing next to them while they work. Now, this is the same kind of education that is very important to be a director. It's also really important to just sit next to a director and watch a director do his thing. Right. Or his or her thing, right? Because as they're making their way through this movie making process, you're learning as well. It's a very common adage in the film industry that you just need to be quiet and sit and watch and learn. This is hugely important, right? I mean, in the film industry and probably almost every industry. Totally. Right. Totally. You just, you just, you, you take some time, you see the people who are doing it, the place where you would like to be, and you kind of just watch them do their thing, right? And you start, kind of, you absorb, you absorb, you absorb. And once you've built, built a bit of a, a, a rapport with the person, then you can ask questions and you can start getting into things. But uh, this is how the film industry functions. Um, but now, you have decided to go to university. Yes. Now, what is it that you would like? What, like, the ultimate out- outcome for you? What are you hoping? Like, what is the dream destination? So, you, you, you finish film school. What do you want to do? Uh, make enough money that I re- can retire early, and money. He's he's got yeah. money on the brain here. Uh, I'm not sure. If, I'm not sure. I'm not if sure if the way, dude. <laughs> <It's> <laughs> Listen, you let should, me tell you, you know, something. You should probably become an electrician. <laughs> Get into the trades, my man. No, like okay, and what else? Um, I like how I like how at fifteen. Connor's like, I don't want to work anymore. Forward to retirement. 
Working is terrible. Can I just say, I think, you know, and I, I don't, we, we don't really have these long talks or anything, but, but, um, and sometimes we do, I guess, but I, I, I don't think that you want to work towards retirement right now. I think you want to find the thing that you love to do and do that for a really long time. Yeah. Right. And like, you know, even, even for myself, like I'm working in a tech industry and I've been doing it for 20 years and there's, you know, more than your entire lifetime. And I've still got another more than your entire lifetime before I even think about retiring. Right. Don't don't think about retiring. Think about think about doing something that makes you happy. Let me let me ask you this. Once you retire, so let's say for instance something happens really good. Yes. And you do have the opportunity to retire. I'd become a doctor. <laughs> You'd become a doctor. No. What would you do? What would you do once you retire? So you let's say you you retire early. You retire at forty five, which is crazy. Yes. Now what do you do? For the um, for the other forty five years of your life, these are the big questions, folks. Well, the th- the here, and here, here's the reason that I ask you because if you're free to do anything you want, what I mean, you, are you are you, you just gonna are you gonna play video games? That sounds appealing. Of course, it does. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think I'd go back to if I mean like if getting to my retirement at 45 means that I can't I can't do what I want to do for for 30 for 30 years. No, you can do anything you want. Anything. You have the money, you're going to let's let's say you're going to But I mean like getting to that point where I can retire at that point, then yeah. like making that much money, me if that means that I can't do what I want to do during that time, well, working me, my butt me, off. Let me put it a different way. I think let me try putting it a different way. Mm-hmm. Oh, I I get the question. I don't I think just, that you do. I just mean let's, like I would <laughs> let's pretend that you never had to worry about money. Mm-hmm. Okay. What would you do with your life? Then I would go back to doing how uh I would go back to doing what I do now. Mm-hmm. Making stupid movies with my friends. Totally. Who I love are it. super who are super old now. Yeah. So th- so that's the thing. So you you want to make movies, right? Mm-hmm. And, I, and I think that's like that's a roundabout way of saying, I love making movies with my friends. Totally right. Um, which is valid. That's great, right? Yeah. Um, now the question is: Is do you like being the guy that's holding the camera? Do you like being the guy that's writing the stories? Do you like being the guy that's making all the decisions? Like, what's your what's your jam? I like I like directing because I know whenever we were doing the movies and we were and whenever we were doing Small Time Heroes, I had every scene kind of like blocked and planned or whatever and i knew where every character was going to be and i was like this person is going to be a little bit in the corner and that one's going to be off way super far off i don't want them near me but that's why i cast them in that part i don't want them near me (laughs) it was like but that's nice. <laughs> wow, brotherly love. Um, Does Lexington listen to the podcast? No, he just shattered his heart. Thanks. Um, I don't think that he does. I'm not sure actually. Um, but 
yeah, it was, I, I want to direct, and I like writing my own stories, so like I, I wrote 50 pages of uh, Small Time Heroes, and we never did anything with it. It's, it's still sitting up in my room. Yeah, that happens. Um, a lot. A lot. Yeah. Thanks for tapping those. You're what are those? Scripts. Unmade <laughs> scripts. Uh, some of those are some made, of thank them. you very much. Was I? Okay. Um, but yeah, it's directing, because I know, I, know I, I have a, a particular way that I want it to tell stories, and I want things to happen my way. Well, there now, you have it. So, if you if you would like to Not write and direct, what I would what I would suggest, the best thing you can do in terms of writing is write. Yeah. So, the more scripts you write, the better. So, and I will say that from from a lot of the the podcasts that I have listened to, um, it seems that successful writers who actually get paid to write. Usually, they only the first script that they get that somebody pays attention to is the tenth full script that they've written. Now, mm-hmm. I have been writing for a really long time, yeah. and I don't think I think only now I've probably reached about ten full scripts, where beginning to end I have the script, mm-hmm. right? Because you write the script and then you go back and you rewrite it and you you, mm-hmm. you continue doing it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. In terms of directing, I think that university is a very valuable tool. Because it really it teaches you, it teaches you about the things that it teaches you the things that you should be thinking about, even, and it probably shows you it shows you what the masters have done in the past. Totally, but but like even even the, the you, you're studying you're studying a particular movie, right? Yeah. And even the director didn't really intend for people to look at the the analysis of the symbolism in this particular way, but this right. is how people are reading it. Yeah. And to understand that is very important. Yeah. Right? It is it you you gotta be smart about it. You have to be you have to be a smart cookie. So I think that uh university is probably a good path. I loved the fact that I went to university. I loved university. It didn't I don't think it gave me a boost in any way other than intellectual do you know what I mean? Yeah. My ability to understand things better. Like mm-hmm. it, it, no one ever, no one. There was never a job because because I went straight from university and I started PAing on production sets, yeah. and I didn't need a university degree to PA. I just right. needed a willingness to make coffee and have a car. That was all I needed. Yeah. Like I was, just, they were just like, so, can you can you fetch things? So yeah, and and, that's, and can you be enthusiastic? Right. So the thing is, is like, you know, you're you're a year away from being able to start to drive, right? And 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 this is this is why like. I would bring him to film sets. Mm-hmm. You know, I started to encourage him to do the thing that I did, which is reach out to people in the city. And, and you know, he's been on a bunch of like local indie stuff. Right? Yeah. I mean, like how many did I have my resume? That's like, all of, like, right. When he was hunting for a job this year, this is his first year g- grabbing a job and Tim Hortons. Hi and, Lou. I, I she's, she's gonna watching. be watching amazing Lou you're the best thanks for giving him a job Lou um, Lou loves uh, our work by the way uh, she has both of our DVDs she is the um, best so uh, I told Derek that he's the reason that I got that job well cause he's, he goes cause, there so often that Lou knows him yeah that's exactly right <laughs> he passed he he, um, he was leaving as I was um, leaving work the, uh, a week or two ago and that's yeah. when that was it was kind of cool because like he's he's 
I never see him ever. Yeah. Just the one time in like months. We haven't seen him in months either. <laughs> he, I, you, I, I played golf with him the other day. I'm pretty sure somebody should be mad that I still have the king for no good reason. It's like midway through the summer. But anyways. So, so. Uh, I'm going to crush you. That that's really cool, buddy, and and I, you know, I think that we can make university happen. We're trying to be smart about saving money for it and all that kind of stuff, and uh, I think Laurier is a good good choice. I mean, going to Vancouver or going to like a big film school in the states, um, you know, even even there's huge film schools that are for specific things, like the Dave mm-hmm. School kind of rings a bell to me, where it's all about visual effects if that's the thing that really interests mm-hmm. you, and I don't mm-hmm. think it's. I mean, I know that you like it and you had fun with it, but I don't really yeah. think that's the thing you want to dive into necessarily. Although you never know the more you yeah. kind of get into things. Well, and you don't know because the thing is, as you try something, you're like, oh, hang on a tick. I'm actually pretty good at this thing. Right. And I actually really like it. Right. So let me do this more. You've been enjoying more and more getting into the VFX stuff. Oh, man. I can... Uh, compositing and VFX, yeah. it's, it's awesome to yeah. take... To take a shot and then manipulate it, manipulate it, manipulate it, add this, add this, take something away, you know, change it, and and all of a sudden it's seamless. Right. So no one will know that you've messed with it, but you've changed it completely. For the better. For the better, in order to help the story, right? Mm-hmm. I love that. I really do enjoy that. So, yeah, you never know. So, I mean, recommendations, I think, and, and we'll, we'll, we'll move this discussion along, but recommendations, I think... A writer's got to write, and uh, also keep making things, and keep jumping into other people's stuff. You you gotta no. you gotta eventually start watching for you know no. Facebook groups and stuff like that where you can go and become a part of. Yeah. Now here is here is one of the one of the things that I would some one of the pieces of advice I'd love to give you is that. Um, the most important thing you can do in the film industry is to make stuff because anyone that is going to be interested in anything that you do mm. is going to say, well, why don't you send me something you made? And it's usually I'll going to be... them hell's chicken. Well... It'll be great. They'll love it. They'll love it. There'll be like 1,500 views. This guy's yeah. in. Um, now, the, the thing is that you'll probably end up sending them the last thing that you've done because it'll usually be the best thing that you've done. Yeah. But what what film school gives you the opportunity to do, which I... I mean, I was making stuff in film school, but in retrospect, you want to... In film school, you want to build a showreel because you can, because you have, you have people, you have access to equipment, you have time. So you need to be... Like, they're going to give you projects. They're going to be like... By the end of the semester, you need to have a film, a 15-minute film done. You should be like, screw that. Do you know what? By the end of the semester, I'm going to have two or three films done. Mm-hmm. Because the because I have the time, equipment, and people, the resources. So you got to like really leverage that. Like I wish that I had been shooting nonstop the whole time. All the, all the crazy ideas that I had, I wish I'd been shooting them and making them. Because that is the stuff that you're going to send to people. And, and to hire you for something. And here's the thing: in, in the suggestion that I would have is, you've got three year, more years of high school. Yeah, you shouldn't be stopping. If, no. Especially if you're like, 
I want to go to film school. I want to make oh, movies man. with my friends. I want to do this stuff. To me, you've got a unique opportunity as well um, where you know what we've been up to, right? Yeah. And you, you know, you've got the editing suite and all that kind of stuff. So, yeah. you know, you have more of an opportunity to write something small and shoot something small mm-hmm, and write yeah. something small mm-hmm, and shoot mm-hmm, something small mm-hmm. and write something bigger and put it aside and then write something small and do something and goof around yeah. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. take something that you've done and make it into something really fast and small and amazing, you know, and yeah. work with music and work with lighting and work with all these different things and goof around and play and watch movies up the wazoo and, and, um, yeah, I just, and, and then in addition to, like I said before, is just keep working with people in town, keep working with us and, and all mm-hmm. that kind of stuff. Cause you're going to get lots of experience. Yeah. Um, but anyways, so this is good. This is good shit. Very cool. Yeah, Very man. Cool. I, uh, I'm an, I'm an advocate for university. I think it's uh, for post-secondary education. Mm-hmm. I think it's amazing. I think it's, I think it's a must if you can, I think it's good. Although it's funny with film, like you don't really get your money back. Yeah. Yeah. You don't get your money back. I like imagine. Like, yeah, you, because, because theoretically you could take the money that you'd spend on university, right? This is what, this is what, uh, old, uh, who's the guy we were just talking Kevin about? Smith. Kevin, Kevin Smith. Smith. He took the money that he would have spent on Vancouver Film School, I think, he was going to go to. Well, yeah, he dropped out halfway through. Or yeah, and and he ended up making his movie. He spent that money on making his movie. Mm. Now, that is a valid... That's a very valid out because the most important thing is that you're making stuff. Yeah. At the end of the day, if you've made something amazing, people aren't going to say, well, what university did yeah, you go to? totally. Right? If you can craft the story and you can put the symbolism and you can... If you can Build do everything, something that yeah. people love to watch. Yeah, yeah. You don't really need to go to university. I think it's I think it's good, but like you don't need it. So yeah, I mean it's a tough one. It's no, tough no, 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 no. And, and that's is, the thing and that's that's why you now, know a lot of people my are, job I think is to support you with what you want to do, but I would I would want you to keep reading, keep watching, keep participating, keep writing, keep Now, I know, I will like, say that majority of people will tell you that the the one of the most valuable things like that they got out of film school is that the connections they made because mm. they'll go to a particular film school and a connection from the film school will help them later on like all of a sudden they'll be sitting in a meeting and someone will be like oh yeah 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 you went to that film school right that's amazing so did i, so did I. and now you have you have a rapport and you have a connection and the, they mm-hmm. will then give you the job and that's your end um, yeah, for me, that was never the case. I was in Cape Town, South Africa, and now I'm in Kitchener, Canada. So the, my connections never helped me at all. So I just think it's good for your brain, like really good for your brain. Now let's wrap this show up with a couple mm-hmm. things. Number one, we're going to ask because I think you've been an excellent guest. By far, one of our probably top 10 guests. Yeah, I would say top 10. Yeah. I'd say you um, make it into a top 10. Absolutely. And um, so one thing that we ask all of our guests is, uh, what would be your three <clears throat> Desert Island movies? So three movies that you've got to take, that you're going to watch over and over and over again forever. You never get to watch another movie. 
What are your three favorite movies of all time? By the way, before you answer, one of the best parts of having a kid is how many times they say, up to a certain age, but that was, this is the best day of my life. <laughs> we would do things, we would do something, and Connor would be like, that was the best day of my life. And then we would go That's do cool. something else and he would say, that was the best day of my life. And for a long time, he would say, that is the best movie I have ever seen. It's my favorite movie. Uh, and I remember uh, there was a point when finally we watched Pulp Fiction. And uh, Connor was like, it blew his mind. He, I don't know, how old were you? Or, uh, it was, like it was last, in the last couple like of years. Last year. Yeah. But he was like, he had never seen anything like it before, you know? Uh, and for the for quite a while, he was like, best movie ever made, best movie ever made. Anyway, so I don't know. I thought that was amazing. But uh, what do you think? The three Desert well, Island movies. Pulp Fiction. Oh, okay. Wonderful. Um, I helped you out there. I mean, like, it's in the back of my head all the time. Okay. Um, Lord of the Rings, the first one, or the last one. Should it be? It should be the first one. Okay. Return cool. of the King's a little it's a little rough. Okay. Um and then I don't know. That's Bickerman's Grove. That's let me tell you something. Good choice. Good decision. <laughs> That's rough. We were going to beat you to chosen, death in the alley later. could have chosen but... the Matrix, but no. <laughs> Boom, done. It. I love it. That's great. Nice. Um, so, uh, now, the only other thing I really wanted to talk about was um, Dungeons & Dragons. Now, yes. again, this is like a creative outlet for, for you these days. Yeah. yeah. Um, so, I, I just... I, let me just... Let me just so I was driving the car and I was listening to the radio and I was listening to someone talk about Dungeons and Dragons. Yeah. And I've always been intrigued by Dungeons and Dragons, although I've never, I've never partaken. Yeah. And as they were describing it, I was like, this is like you're inventing your own movie as you go. Yeah. You're just yeah. inventing a story. Right. And I was like, this is cool. And, and I knew that you had, that Connor had been doing it. Uh-huh. So the next time that I spoke to Jay, I was like, Jay, Let's play some. Let's, let's make. Let's, let's play make Dungeons and Dragons. I think we just. I thought we decided in uh, in uh, Krabby Joe's. We were. I was. Uh, you. You got me talking about it, and yeah. Adrian was like, "Yes." Yeah, yeah. I think so. That's exactly how he sounded, by the way. Yes. Um, so, so what happened was there was a time in your life. I, th- I want to say you were twelve. Um, where Wait, I, I was young. He, he was. Yeah, he was twelve, eleven or twelve, and he was like, "I really want to get into Dungeons and Dragons." His uncle Mike. Who uh, who wrote Postman and uh, was in Bickerman's Grove and he's in Shifted. He's, he's the lead in Shifted. Shifted, yeah. Um, he he bought Connor a year subscription to like Dungeons and Dragons. I yeah. bought him like the starter pack. Or the whatever. like Dungeons and Dragons online game. Yeah, no, no. There's just like the website where you could like oh, yeah. read everything and learn all about whatever. Oh, and wow. I bought him this pack and and he started. But the, the problem is you can't play Dungeons and Dragons by yourself. Like yeah, you, no. you can't just be a you know, you need a posse, right? And um, I so, didn't have friends for a long time. Right, you did, but but they weren't interested in it, right? Yeah. And 
he kind of wanted me to do it, and I was like, eh. We tried, and we tried to get Lexington into it, uh, but he it was wasn't too really young, interested. maybe at this stage. Yeah, couldn't really read uh, as well mm-hmm. back then. But then when Lex became twelve, um, he was like, I really want to play Dungeons and Dragons. Dad, can you help me? Can you help me, Connor? Can you help me? And Connor was like, Ugh, I don't really want to do it either. Um, it was kind of a hassle, and I had to force Connor to play Dungeons and Dragons with his brother. You know, to kind mm-hmm. of, I was like, I will play with you. We'll make characters and stuff like that. And so around that time, because Lexington was starting to learn how to read a little mm-hmm. bit better and better, and he could kind of go through and understand things yeah. a little bit more. And Lex, in his own way, is also crazy creative. He is not shy. Um, he's a little bit more of a performer. Um, yeah. And uh, for sure. Like he broke out into dance at uh, Uncle Josh's for the wedding? I mean, yeah. He's, he's a performer. <laughs> um, so... So he was really into it. He was really excited. So Connor was more of a like, okay, I will do the brotherly thing and I will help you, blah, blah, blah. So they kind of started to go through it. And then Connor got some of his buddies. And I think, I really feel like, and I could be, you can correct me, but I really feel like Stranger Things may have done it for you too. Because you love Stranger Things. Stranger Things was like, I think it came along a little afterwards. Did it? Okay. Yeah. It but was like, whoa! The, the little Stranger Things posse, kind of an injection, Absolutely. an injection of Dungeon and Dragons. Immediately, we were like, I, cause I, yeah, cause we, um, cause I was like, Lexington, that's a demogorgon that they're talking about. It's like this character in this or this monster in this game, right. or the Dungeons and Dragons, and um, so like, what really, what really, got me excited about it, I think, was we got Jonah over here, yeah, and. We got around this table and we got this red box, and uh, for fourth edition, and we played through. It was it had this like little, self-contained adventure, and um, for like first level characters just to get you to know the game, and all the rules or whatever. And after that, you were on your own. Or right. it gave you like this little this little map that it, it was like here's the town over here, here's a thing over here called the Nentir Vale. And. Um, and we, go. We played. We played here from. We played like I think Jonah slept over, and we played into like the early morning right. for like hours and hours. We played like a tw- we played like a ten hour game. It was crazy. So and for the last, I want to say the last year, September of uh, yeah, okay, almost so a year. almost a year now. Yeah, he's had a bunch of buddies. They come over every single Sunday to my house. Almost not as recent, not, not as recently anymore. Including girls, including girls ruin everything. Including the lovely Anna comes over and she's Boom. a part of the posse as well. Shut yeah, and uh, and Lex and Connor and Ethan, Evan, Evan, sorry Evan, he's gonna be watching too. I'm gonna sorry, tell Evan. him about this. Evan, Jonah, what a jerk. Anna, I know I'm a jerk. Remember when Adrian asked if I was a dick earlier? What a dick. Anyways. So they've been playing for almost a year. Yeah. Um, the and, same uh, game? No, no. No, I'm joking. I well, maybe. I don't know. Um, so, yeah. So, Connor, so now we're going to play. Now We want to play. This is We want in. Connor's been yeah. thinking about this a little bit. And, yeah. Connor, you've got about another three minutes here to describe how you're going to set up. What do we need? What how, Do we need okay. more than Adrian and I? We need a couple more people, right? A what, few more people. Yeah. I think you mentioned... Two? 
How two would work. Two, two would another work two. Because do you know what? Do you know who we should we should get Derek Lackenbauer in on this? I actually I thought you guys already mentioned um, Derek and Uncle Mike. You might want to try. Maybe I mean you know who would be amazing too. Zach. I'm just saying. Zach. But Zach would be amazing. Zach the thing awesome. is about Zach. <laughs> he, I wonder if I Zach mean, would come up from Toronto. Yeah, he would. Because. Yeah, he would. I never want to hear him speak in his own voice. While no, like, <laughs> you just want to hear him talk like Gandalf. Yes, I was going to say Gandalf also. That's it. He cannot be He sounds like else. Gandalf. He is Gandalf. And, uh, yeah. So that'll be good. Yeah, yeah, So yeah. explain, explain, just give us a little, tease us, because... I'm not gonna lie, we're probably gonna film it and put it on YouTube. Yeah, we are. Uh, it's gonna be a podcast. So get ready for that. It'll be a little while. Um, By a little while, you mean like 20 minutes? Yes. Okay, cool. Good. Okay, so. so that's what we need. What's step number one? Step get two one. Two people. Beer. We need. I mean, like, what's the fun if the DM can't have any? No, the, D- <laughs> the DM fun. can have some. Can he? I mean, I don't know. No. No. I, I think don't... he can have one. Nah. You can be like. Dead. One will need a bigger space than this. Okay. I've been in your basement. I, I think it would work. Okay. Um, Clear out some space. Good. Yeah. Um, I would need time to write a story. Okay. To write a beginning for session one. Um, I've started. I've started writing it. Excellent. So. Good work. <laughs> yes. Yes. That's the same yes from when um, you kissed a girl on the street. It was. Almost exactly. Um, it's my move. Yeah, we need need some dice. Okay. okay. Don't tell we us. Have... What, don't tell us the the minutia of what we need. Yes. You were telling me earlier. Tell we us, need to. What do we, we need oh, to bring? We need to. We need to. You were saying that we probably should have a quick session where we play yes. a small game that he you didn't create so that yeah. we can understand the rules. Okay. Yes. Yeah. So what we're gonna do first? I think session zero is going to be there are official pre-generated characters that you can slap names onto and it's mm-hmm. like an elf wizard or whatever mm-hmm. and you just mm-hmm. pick up that character and it's ready to play. Cool. That's and, me. I'll be the elf wizard. Well, there's other ones that you might want to be, but okay, like, okay. That's the... Elf wizard, cool. Yeah. I have to see if that even exists. It was just off the top of my head, but it exists. Can I shoot lightning bolts out of my eyes? Yes. Good. I'm in. Now, sure. Then we need to create our own characters. So that would happen after, after the pre-generated characters. We'll use that to, so that you don't really have to be as confused with the character creation at first, and it's not all like, oh, why does this number get added to this number, whatever. And so you'll go through a quest, and I'll show you to how to how to roll things. I assume you, you could do it yourself. How to defeat the demigorgon. Right. That's a little later. Like. Okay. But that bit way off. I'm going to shoot a demigorgon with my laser eyes. Then we're going to cool. create characters on our own, probably. Mm-hmm. Our on, yeah. That'll be, well, it'll be not necessarily on your own, because okay. then, because everybody's going to need a, a handbook. Okay. So it'll have to be in a We will get together space. for another beer. Okay, yes. so the first thing is, is just like, we're going to run through a very plain thing yes. with, with set characters. And hopefully, whenever you have, whenever you finish the first session zero, I'll finish that quest, you'll understand why you need dexterity or why you need constitution, which mm-hmm. is like, you're like your health or Not whatever. Not pooping. Oh. It's like, yeah. it's like what the Americans have. We have one nice. of those too, don't we? A constitution? Yeah. I sure. mean, some way. So like, ask Nicholas Cage. He'll find it. 
cool. Um, so yeah, just to understand the rules and where everything goes, mm-hmm, and um, mm-hmm. so that character creation makes a little more sense. Yeah. And then after that, after character creation, which for five people should take a little while, um, especially if I'm like spread around, uh, it'll take a little while. But session one will be the beginning of a grand adventure. Amazing. Yes. Amazing. I've I've got I've got everything planned out for like years. I no, have no, we I don't have like need... an ending. No, no, we don't need that. We need we need a game. I'm just telling you. <laughs> I'm gonna tell you what you're gonna do. Okay. <laughs> this Come is, on. This is. We need a game that will last. It can span into multiple sessions, but it's got to be like, it can't take a year. Come on. You sure? Hey, Connor, you just do what feels right. Don't listen to your dad. I will. If it takes a year. Just, I swear to God. Here's the thing. It's got to be fun. Otherwise, you're going to lose us. Because our attention spans are... My attention span is... As long as your penis. He's got my genetics, so... <laughs> Unless he got it from the inside. Ba-boom! He didn't. <laughs> He's a mini-me. Okay. <laughs> that was oh, fun. Man. Anyways, look. Remember that time that I was like, we're going to have a half an hour show today. What is the, What is this? What is the time? We're about an hour and ten. Shoot. So listen, just just a quick recap. We yeah. we you know we gave in uh, out of eight limbs. Bell, oh, yeah. Bell accepted and they loved it, and we, we really very excited. really positive with with the response to the show. Yeah. Um. So we're not we're not nothing has been signed as yet. Nothing has been, but we are entering into a discussion as to whether or not season two is going to happen. Another five episodes, which is really exciting. Yeah. The interesting. So I will tell you. Do you want to give a do do you want to give a, a teaser to what a season two could look like or no? Yeah, sure. So, <clears throat> when you guys watch season one, and we need everybody to watch it, uh, and we're really excited. Watch it on it. Bell. Absolutely, watch it on Bell Five TV One, and we will tell you you'll you'll know uh, when it's available. But season one is very each episode is two amateur fighters from our region, Kitchener, Waterloo, Cambridge, Guelph, and they're going up against each other uh when we do a season two um it's going to be fighters from our region versus the outside world whether it's Mm -hmm. toronto or Ottawa or detroit or who knows we're going to bring fighters from outside to fight the people that are local guys in our town and so i will say that you know one of the really interesting things and i think we touched on it before was we didn't just have five episodes planned when, or we didn't have five fights set up mm-hmm. um, for for this show. And I think it's going to be really interesting when we go back to do a season two because we are again we're going to have to have more yeah. fights set than we. So so one of the things that happens when you when you're arranging some kind of fight event is that fights get cancelled. Right. So what would happen is we actually started shooting. The fighters for nine nine shows. nine shows, so nine pairs of fighters, 
and um, w- but we only we had only been scheduled for five episodes, right? But we didn't know that we were going to get all five. So what happened was, as we got closer to the date, fighters' fights got cancelled, things changed, people got injured. Right. I mean, this is part of this is part of the fight game, and uh, we ended up with five episodes right on the dot. Amazing. Which was really lucky. Really lucky for us i mean we were really sweating there right at the final minutes right at the event there was a possibility that one of the fights that we had to have happen wasn't going to happen right but it did go through thank goodness the young ladies the young lady said yes um and you'll have to watch that episode to find out more about that but um and then on another front we are moving full bore into shifted yes uh we're going to shoot the next 25 percent of shifted which is all the stuff with the monsters and the prosthetics and stuff. So we're getting that, yeah, we're getting that going, and we're gonna finish that movie and uh, hopefully get that edit done. We have an editor working on the film right now, um, who's putting pieces together, and uh, I, hopefully we will be done by the end of the year. Just, just because the, we we've reached the end of the show, and so you can make a decision here. Uh, sh- can I talk about something a little depressing? Oh yeah, totally. So, <clears throat> I think one of I think one and and you can tell me if you want to talk about this again another time at the beginning of the show when people are watching. I think people mostly have shut it off by now. Um, There's only like one or two people listening. Hi Anna. So the uh, one of the Ken. depressing things is um, rejection. Yeah. And uh, I think you get a lot of that in this field. Mm-hmm. You know. I think that uh, when pitching, pitching an pitching, idea, getting shut down. Yeah, pitching shut down. So it's it's interesting, you know, like we have ideas out the wazoo, but they don't always work for the people that. And I mean, you know, we've talked about this before, and we can really dive into it someday, even with Postman. Right? Was like a lot of a lot of hard work and a lot of effort and a lot of um, love, and then it doesn't quite work out the way you want, right? Um, so. The, the one thing that I've been going through recently, uh, which I haven't really been sharing a lot of, is um, festival rejections. Mm-hmm. Whew, man. Have we got a lot? So I think we, I think we entered... Uh, now, I don't know. The people that... Let me just say that if, you, if you're still watching the show um, and you want to watch the short film that we shot in October of last year called My Huntsville Muse, a lovely... Uh, completed short you can go to our website thefableforest.com you can sign up for our newsletter and when you sign up it sends you links to watch mm-hmm. our short film we haven't put it on youtube because we're trying to get it in some festivals maybe um but yeah we we applied to i want to say uh maybe 15 festivals maybe 10 to 15 range yeah um and so you know, the first one, which was really funny, we submitted it to Cannes. And Cannes is a free festival, free, biggest festival free in submit, the world, yeah. free to submit. And uh, it was pretty amazing when we got the, the uh, oh no, I don't think that your <laughs> film will be coming to Cannes this year. Um, but, um, you know, you you read these rejection letters and they're very canned, mm-hmm. you know. And, and I think that if you take your, your short film and you submit to one... Um, the rejection letters are actually really nice. But the more that you submit to, I think you need to stop reading those rejection letters because they're very like, um, I can't repeat it verbatim, 
at this stage, but it's very like, thank you for your submission. Gosh, we had so many amazing uh, yeah, things yeah, yeah. this year. Um, unfortunately, you know, your film wasn't selected, but, you know, keep up the good work, guys, and <laughs> blah, 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 you know. Um, but, uh, yeah, so we've had a number of rejections, and it, it definitely uh, stings, you know. Yeah. And so, I mean, there's always the hope for a future one, but I don't know. now. But then you get to the point where you're like, oh. I don't know, you know, it just didn't hit the mark. Um, yeah. So we'll, we'll see. I, you know, I still, now I'm to the point where I'm like, oh, do I even want to wait for the rest of the rejection letters before we just put it out there in the world and, and see what we can see? Mm-hmm. Um, of course, we will wait for all the rejection letters to come in over the course of the year. But uh, yeah, it's, it's, um, it's a tough one. Yeah. It's a tough one. Hmm. I don't know. That's where I'm at right now. That's caca. I'm like, let's, let's end this... Uh, Show on a shitty note. Yeah, man. Let's hit the fucking red button and blow everyone up. But listen. Dream big. Work hard. Thanks for watching. First frames first. Yes. First frames first. Thank you, Jason. Welcome. If you enjoyed, head over to our website, www.thefableforest.com. Check out our films and sign up for our newsletter where we will send you exclusive content. Hit us up on our socials, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, always at The Fable Forest. And share our show with your friends. It'll really help us out a lot. Dream big. Work hard.